Andrew, I'm I'm so excited uh, for you to come to Edmonton for the for the Fringe Festival in a couple of weeks in August of 2023. We just you know it's gonna, just gonna be so nice. We'll get to like see a movie together. We can record the podcast. We can like see some shows. We can go to this party, this cool artist party. You can meet some some pals. We can like we'll have a good time. It'll be so nice. Like this was a couple of weeks away. I've been I've been looking forward to it all year. You know, we just we just saw Barbie. We did that last a day week. ago. <laughs> uh, and and now we gotta you know we gotta do the Barbenheimer. We're doing the Heimer part uh, right now. But you know, I just I just want to let you know I'm like really excited to see you in just a couple of weeks in August of 2020. Three, sorry, it's August twenty twenty three. Sorry, that was my that was. Excuse me, I gotta warn some people in the Middle East. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and go gentlemen, talk to Palestinians, hold on. I gotta, I gotta got ring some bells. Give me a second. <laughs> Um, oh, um. good Lord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back. This is finally a very long conversation about movies and art and TV and still whatever else we feel like talking about. But more, most importantly, we get to talk about movies again, baby. Bow, 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 bow. Do you uh, remember time? <laughs> we did it. Uh, we did it. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I am Andrew Thomas, Sam Bannigan. It's been a while. It's been a long while. But it's also been a while since we've actually recorded, too. Yes, it's been like two weeks since we recorded. <laughs> so, like... How you been? How you feeling? Uh good. Yeah, it's been it's been a nice a nice couple of weeks. Um I've been I've been seeing somebody recently. Ooh. And it's been and it's been very lovely. Um things are going very well. Um so we've we've seen each other a bunch. Uh, I got to <coughs> excuse me. Uh I had a little birthday party with some pals. We got to, you know, have have some fun. Um we got to party it up. Uh, work is okay. Been uh, been playing video games. Been watching. Uh, been rewatching Sunny. Uh, Hell yeah! Did you yeah, time it's just, it? It's just in a way where because has the new season, sixteenth season, released yet for you? I don't think so. Have you timed it where you can rewatch it and then? By the time you're done, it drops. No, I didn't. I didn't think about it. I, uh, me and Mikey just kind of started <laughs> watching Sunny. It'd be like that. It happens. Yeah, we were just kind of like, ah, oh, let's just put on Sunny. And I was just like randomly like in like the ninth season or something. So I was just like, sure, why not? We can just start here. Yeah. So no, I don't. I don't actually know when that's releasing. I should find that out. Um. Uh, what else has happened? That's about it. I went. Oh, I went to a market yesterday, like a little little craft market thing. And I spent so much money, uh, but I got a gr- lot of great art and cool stuff. 
Uh, shout out Royal Bison Market. It's the last year for the Royal Bison, so you can't see it again. But it's cool. And I hope we get another cool, cool thing like the Royal Bison. Um, yeah, that's about it. Obviously, you know, the world is in shambles a little bit. Yes, um, it is. You know, free Palestine, all that, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, my day-to-day life is pretty okay. How about you? How's, how's your couple weeks been? Uh, it's been, <clears throat> it's been all right. It's been good. If you downplay going to see some crazy show with like all the millions of a million fancy artists again. No, that didn't happen. However, okay, I oh, did. God. I did win the lottery yesterday. For uh, here we are, Sodheim's last show. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I saw that yesterday with my ma. Lot well, Lottie fucking die, Andrew. <laughs> I looked down. I was at work when I saw I got the lottery, and they really say you have thirty minutes to buy the tickets. Hope your phone uh-huh. ain't dead. Hope your phone ain't dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, most people like charge their phone. Some people don't. I'm talking to those. Don't have I'm, t- to. I'm talking to those people out there who don't. They know who they are. <laughs> they don't because they can't listen to this podcast because <laughs> their phone's gonna die. No, they're listening to their podcast while they should be charging their phone. They should be charging their phone, <laughs> but they're not. They're also they're scrolling they're through TikTok or whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, I saw that. It was good. It was weird. It was yeah, because it's like unfinished, right? It, he died two years before it was up, and I think there were yeah. some things that weren't finished. But the director did what he could do to yeah, yeah. make it to what it is. Yeah, it's weird. I liked it, but it was indeed weird. Great. Uh, but besides that, I went to, oh yeah, it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> Remember when I said what? I didn't downplay oh. anything? <laughs> you, what did you do? So I went to the Cowboys. Oh, game. I was the star of the New York Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> <laughs> they made a balloon of me. <laughs> it's me with a football doing this in the air. <laughs> I went to the Cowboys game. I was uh, in a box. I was in a, one of the box seats of the Cowboys game. It was me, my dad, and my friend. Uh, Shout-outs to Tommy. If you're listening, shout-out to Tommy. Uh, is this, like, a big deal? Is this, like, a big thing? It is a big thing, the Thanksgiving Cowboys oh, okay. game. Dolly I don't know Martin anything about... performed the halftime show. Ah, that's why you were in the box. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh-huh. It was a great time. I loved it. It was fantastic. Did you did 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 they win? Oh, in glorious ways. It was a blowout. The oh. one of the running backs, if I was a real sports fan, I'd know the name, but the the running back did a pick six. He intercepted and ran for a touchdown. He's done it five times this season. And he's the he uh is the running back who has the most pick six ever in the NFL. Ever. Okay. 
We're doing it this year. Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> is that real? Is that happening? I mean, who knows? We we have a habit of choking in the playoffs, but oh, okay. Yeah, then went to my dad's to have Thanksgiving after the game. It was great. It was lovely. Great. Uh, before that, stressed, tired, doubting my entire life. You know the usual. <laughs> but I've been <laughs> the in the classics. But I've... the classic mid-November breakdown. <laughs> but it was uh, these past few days have been great. Well, great. Um, but for these past four months, I've been thinking four about months. one thing. Oh, yeah. The boy can leave the film, but the film could never leave the boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is your, your autobiography. <laughs> like we've done a lot of bits about what it should be called on this show. I think that's the one. I think that's it. I think we found it. Oh. God. Wow! That's it. That's the one. Uh, Chris Nolan's 2023 three-hour smash hit. Smash hit. Epic. Oppenheimer. Up, B, high, B. Oh my God. It's happening. It really is it's crazy. It's We're about crazy. to do it. We, uh huh. <laughs> we haven't done it so We long. are out of practice. We don't know what how to do this anymore. But it's here. Oppenheimer. Overall thoughts. Should I go first? Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to go first? Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, you go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> I'm so glad we know what we're doing. Um, yeah, I I love this film. I think this is... Um, I have said it before, and I, and I will say it again. I do genuinely think this is one of the greatest films ever made. I think it's kind of astounding. Um the performances, the casting, the cinematography, the score, the editing, the pacing, the the direction, like all of it is so like in deeply incredible um and deeply masterful. It's kind of like uh, it's like a little magic trick is happening in front of you of just like, yeah, this is just this is just good. I don't know how Nolan can make an hour of a film that is basically just two different men on trial for the same sort of thing be insanely climactic (laughs) after a literal nuclear bomb gets dropped. (laughs) Yes. And then they just go, yeah, but actually this is, this is the climax. This other them sitting in a room years later is actually the climax of this story. I don't know how that happens, but it happens. Um, and it's just, it's just like, it's 
Matt, it's it's just so good. It's magical. It's wonderful. I love the movies. Um, and this is just every. This is just this surpassed every expectation I could could have possibly had for this movie. Ah, uh, what about you? It's incredible, man. It's incredible. Yeah. How do you do it? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's so good in so many ways. It's mm-hmm. like because it is saying so much. The movie's about a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's so sad, but so epic. It's so big still. It is just people mm-hmm. in a room talking. Like, really. One's in a courtroom, and then one's literally just in a room. <laughs> just in yeah. some room somewhere. Yeah. And it's so... It's as heart-pounding as any, like, car chase. Or as any fight scene. Mm-hmm. Lewig. Great. Have to say it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's really, really coming to a filmmaker, a film composer, a filmmaker, yeah, this, if you will. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, it's kind of insane. Uh, I don't know who else could even come close to winning an Oscar with with this score on the docket. Yeah, it's an incredible score. Everything it needs to be the wonder and the horror of it all. Mm-hmm. That is the crazy, because it is so, like, whimsical and, like, so, like, innocent at times. And then it's directly copied Hans Zimmer. Directly. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And it's it's constant, too. It's, like, I, I, it's basically three hours of music. Yes. Like they're like yeah, the stuff repeats and there's and there's all that sort of stuff, you know. It's, it, but it's still it's three hours. It's almost three hours of music, just straight up. It's crazy. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best. One of the best. It might be his best, and that's hard for me to say. I rewatched Dunkirk. Before uh, watching mm. this movie, <clears throat> because you know it was that same period of time. Yeah, yeah, Dunkirk's great. Um, that one I had to hang my head, tuck my tail between my legs, and say, "Yeah, it's better than the Dark Knight." It's hard to say, but it is. It's just a tighter <laughs> film, and so is Oppenheimer. <laughs> uh huh. It's just uh. Anyway. We'll just talk about this movie more. Do you finally you want oh, yeah. you want to go up on the sixty foot diving board right now? You want to hop up and down and hop up and down <laughs> and dive right into this cast, my let's homie? Dive. Let's do it. On in. What a okay. what a film to start on. We're not going to say everyone. Everyone's great in this movie. Everyone, everyone is so good in this movie. I just, we can't even begin to name everybody, name everybody who's good in this movie. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this list. I'm gonna pop out a couple people who I think are are standouts for me. And then Andrew, if any if there's anybody that I miss, you let me know. Okay. Uh standouts performance wise and just like people I want to talk about for me. Uh I really love Matt Damon. I'm I just in general, I think I'm a Matt Damon fan, but I really like him in this movie. Matt Damon, I think, is really good. Is like a yeah. very important part of this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's just—he's just very good. I there's the more I think about it, the more I realize that there's very few Matt Damon performances that I don't like. He is just a good actor, isn't he? He's just a good actor. He's always been a good actor. It's him running yeah. around with Ben Affleck where you're like, okay, what are you? <laughs> no offense yeah, to Yeah, what are you doing here? No offense why to are, Why is Matt Damon in air? Like, what's happening there? But, like, he's good in it, but it's still just like, what's going on here, man? Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon's great in this movie. He, he's he, great. He really plays like that stern role. In a way, if someone told me what this role was, I'd be like, no way Matt Damon could do that. If, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the stern army guy, but he is kind of there. You are supposed to like him, but he is also the embodiment of the bad guys. He's just one extension yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. He has to play those both re- well. Who do you cast? Not Matt Damon. He just slapped me in the face. He said, don't you ever. <laughs> don't you ever. How do you like them apples? Uh... <laughs> I did uh-huh. like those apples. <laughs> uh, next person I want to pop out, uh, Florence Pugh. Great, love Florence Pugh. It is uh, she's she's great. I love her and everything, and I thought, and I really like her performance in this. Is it a very like fleshed out character? No. Do I think that's maybe kind of the point of the movie? Yes, I do. Um, but she's great. Um, do you think, do you think she was, do you think she committed suicide or do you think the feds did that? I don't know. And I'm fine not knowing. Yeah. And I love that the movie gives you both. And it's just like, it's one of these. It's one of them. You you decide. One of them. One of those two. FBI do be killing people. (laughs) FBI. Hey, FBI do be killing people. But maybe not her, because there are but there is not. evidence. <laughs> but also maybe. <laughs> but probably, but like probably not, like probably not. But maybe. Okay, maybe. Um. Yeah, really like her. Um, She's great in the movie. Um, great. I want to ask both her and Cillian Murphy. How does it feel to have your nipples in seventy millimeter? IMAX frame. That was the first thought that popped in my head when they're both sitting. Oh, also, spoiler alert. Also, spoiler alert. That's that's the question that you want to ask. Both of them. <laughs> How's it feel? Okay. How's it feel? I'd be honored. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, next. Up, I've been sitting I'm, on I'm, that joke for four months. I want uh-huh. more laughter. I want at least it one more chuckle. Hey, it wasn't great. <laughs> I love you. Wasn't great. 
Oh. Wasn't a good wasn't a good joke. Um next person I think I want to pop out is uh McCon Mason. McCon Blair. He plays Oppenheimer's lawyer. Oh yeah. That guy's great. Yeah, he's in like a million things. Um but I just uh quite liked him in this. Uh and I thought he was I thought he was a nice I thought he was a good choice. I think he's a good actor. And I like just seeing him pop up. He's not like one of my faves, but I just I just liked him. Okay? Sue me. <laughs> um and then my my last one before like the main like the main three that we gotta talk about uh is Alden Ehrenreich getting a fucking actual role again <laughs> yeah great shout out shout out Alden Ehrenreich he's fucking he's fantastic Can Und- I... underrated underappreciated people should should uh let him do more movies again because he's fantastic I got a few shout outs as well <laughs> yes please just just because my boy Josh Peck Josh Peck's in here that's your boy? Yeah, Josh Peck, drinking Josh. Never forget. Okay. Um, Benny Safty, who I think is great in this. I think I think Benny Safdie's all right. I I I I don't think he's very good at at the accent that he's doing. But he commits. <laughs> but he commits. he commits to it. But I don't think he's very good at it. And I think that is taking away from his performance for me. He's not bad by any means. He's not bad. But I just kind of go like, I don't feel like you can't. It's harder for him to sink into that character because he's like having to do this accent. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I think he's great oh, at this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Never mind then. Um, I, yeah, you mentioned Florence Pugh. All right. Yeah. Okay. Joss Hardnick's good. Yeah, Dane DeHaan also in it. Yeah, he's also he's in good. it. There's so many people. Uh, yeah, all right. Jack Quaid also good. Was Jack Quaid in this? Yeah, he's one of the scientist boys. Yeah, he plays. Uh, he plays Richard Feynman, a very important guy, writ large. Um, he's. You know, uh, I mean, he's he has a bunch of good moments, but the the moment that I really like is um, after when they're when they're hearing um, Truman on the radio mm-hmm. say that like, "Hey, we just dropped this bomb." He's the guy in the in the hallway that like shakes the other scientists' mm-hmm. hand. Like they go like, "Ah, we did like we did this. Whatever just happened, like we did this." And I th- and I really like that moment. Yeah. But yeah, let's go to the big three. The big three. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, uh, Oh my my God. Robert Downey Jr. Really showed up. I really was talking that trash for the past 12 years. He was there. Uh He was was at a Comic-Con, and he said it was right before the Avengers came out, and they brought all the Avengers out on stage. Uh, Uh They announced Mark Ruffalo for the first time, and 
he was on stage and he was like, you guys see Inception? And everyone was like, whoa, he said, what an ambitious movie. You know what's more ambitious? Marvel putting together all their top tier superheroes. That's the most ambitious movie ever. He was like, yo, the Dark Knight's not that good. I don't know why he, what Ledger is winning everything. He was really talking that smack. Just, he was. <laughs> I would have loved to see his face after he read the script. I would have loved, oh, that's what I uh-huh. want. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, is this about me? Hey. hey, is this is this is this fucking play about us? <laughs> I thought you weren't listening to me. No, no, no. I heard you. Oh, oh, I heard you, Robert. Oh, I heard you, motherfucker. And you're gonna win an Oscar for it. That's how good this is. <laughs> That's how fucking good it is. That's how good I am, motherfucker. This ain't you. This is me. We were never competing. I don't know what you were talking... We were never... I was... And you were... We were uh-huh. never competing. Now never go once. win an Oscar. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Here's an Oscar for you, buddy. Oh, my God. Enjoy, motherfucker. Oh, I have to spin <laughs> in circles because my room's so small. <laughs> Andrew is taking a walk. He's taking a walk in, a, in one tiny two-foot circle around his room. It's so good. Robert Downey Jr. is amazing at this. What? what? He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. I think I love... Look, we both love Robert De Niro and Killers of Flower Moon. I think it's, I think it's Downey. I think it's Downey. This will be the rest of my... Uh, the next three months. Yeah, yeah but funny. Robert De Niro. Yeah, but... Yeah, but Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, but... Part of why I think it's Downey is because of all the Marvel bullshit. They they know that they'll get a lot of views if he and a wins. lot of hype yeah. if he wins. Because the Oscars are insane and bullshit. And, you know. Can I tell you something? This We do this on the show. Can I tell you something that has yeah. nothing to do with anything? Of course. I don't like... What else am I here for? That everything everywhere all at once. One best picture. You don't like it? Because good movies don't win Best Picture. There's exceptions. Like Parasite, Schindler's List. But, like, good movies don't win Best Picture. It's, like, about the time and where we are in in our world. I'm just afraid in 10 years' time, people will be like, yeah, everything everywhere, one Best Picture. Let's tear it down. It's not that good. I'm afraid. I mean... I get that. I get being afraid. I'm still happy it won. Like, I don't know. Remember like, the still... first time you watched that movie? Remember the first time it ended? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was sitting in a little in a little movie theater in downtown Edmonton, and I, w- I had tears in my face, and I went, I think I just saw one of my favorite movies of all time. And, and you're like, oh, like, good movies don't win Best Picture. I've been thinking about this with Oppenheimer, too. This is... Oh, uh, yeah. Like good movies don't win. So what's gonna be what? What narrative is Hollywood gonna turn to make this not win Best Picture? It's so hard to say. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It. I'm. I'm so interested to see how the nominations hit this year. Yeah. Like I still haven't seen. Like I still haven't seen. Uh, like Poor Things, or the Holdovers. 
The holdovers, I've heard, is great. May, December. Uh, yeah, May, December. There's a bunch of these movies that are like coming out now that I haven't seen, and I don't know if they if they're up to Oscar Best Picture quality. Uh, I think right now I could probably name three or four movies that I expect to be nominated, but I don't know the rest of the list. Yeah. Right? Like, it's Oppenheimer, Killers of Flower Moon, probably Spider-Man. Probably Barbie. And Barbie. Yeah. And Barbie, right? Like, I think... those are the four that we can kind of be like, it's, th- like, maybe Sp- Spider-Man, I could, like, maybe not Best Picture, definitely Best Animated. Yeah. But maybe not Best Picture. But it's, like, three those three or four movies, right? Like, that's, we know those for sure are doing it. Yeah. But then, like, is The Killer gonna get nominated? Is Priscilla gonna get nominated? Is, is, um... Poor things gonna like who knows like who knows what else we still have we still got a month. And of, it's such a direct releases. Re- response to the Dark Knight not getting nominated for Best Picture. It's just like uh-huh. he's just he's in it. Pandemic really shook up my guy. <laughs> uh huh. It's great. He made Tenant and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I've done the big. I've done. I've done the one for them, which is this weird time traveling action movie. Is one for them, and now I'm gonna do one for me, and it's Oppenheimer, a three hour epic that will win a million awards, and also is deeply personal to Chris Nolan. And almost got a billion dollars. It's nine hundred fifty uh-huh. million. Last I checked. Yeah. God. Anyway, Robert Downey Jr. is great. Emily Blunt. So good. Even Emily Blunt really delivered the best performance of her career. Like, yeah, yeah shocking. Sure. And she's great in like Devil Wears Prada. Uh, I'm trying to think. She was in something good recently, but I can't think of it. Both the um, Quiet Place movies, I think she's good. She is good in both of those. Um, are you thinking about her performance in a hit film, Jungle Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> she's a charming performer. She's as charming as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Sicario. She's Sicario. Phenomenal she's in Sicario. incredible. Yeah, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. I think she's really good in that movie. Yeah, she's really fun. It's not. It's not her best, but she's good in it. Um, yeah. But so you, she's like she's been good for a long time but this is something else i want a 90 minute movie that's her perspective <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I want i want that what was what was her life going on what was this was her uh-huh. fourth marriage this character kitty yeah like yeah and it was to this guy <laughs> uh-huh i she brings so much to this and it's yeah no emily blood Always a great actress. Always. But, like, Always. she really, to me, like, redefined herself. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is something. It, I mean, it feels like, like, this sort of performance comes from somebody like Emily Blunt just due to, like, her age and her experience. Right? Like, I don't think she could have, I think she's a great actor. I don't think she could have put out this performance, like, five years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it takes a little bit of, like... Time. Life grit. Yeah. To to get this out of somebody. And I think it... And I think the same can be said for, um... Killian Murphy. 
right? Yes, of course. But Emily Blunt is so is so good. It's so good. I want nothing more than to see the rest of the interview with uh, her and Jason Clark in the in that interrogation scene. Yes. Also, I, just, Jason I could Clark. just watch them. Jason Clark's also great. Um, I just want to watch them talk to each other forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. No. Really. Um, that would be a good Virginia Woolf. Who's afraid of Virginia Ooh. Woolf? Th- those two. Ooh, that would be good. Emily Blunt and Jason Clark and Virginia Woolf would be great, actually. That'd be good. Damn, Andrew. <laughs> Damn, Andrew, that's good. Let's get to it. Let's produce it. Let's make a million dollars. Okay, let's go. We have to. We have to <laughs> raise like four million dollars. But then, well, let's just. Well, you can just do the. You're in New York. You can just go sleep with all the little old ladies who will give you a bunch like, of money. Like, like Max Bialystok. Like, like Max Bialystok. Along came Bialystok. I was just singing that the other day. <laughs> we, Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Hell yeah, dude! Um, also, I love talking about stunt casting. I love that they got the Osama Bin Laden guy to, to grill Oppenheimer. They, that, I feel like that's definitely something. Where's there's Osama of, Bin Laden? When did your morality of, come into question? When exactly? Jeez. <laughs> I do not want to be grilled by this guy. <laughs> uh, but speaking of grilling. Someone who is really cooking it up. Oh, has been cooking since day one, baby. Has been has been working his way through good movies, through bad movies, through all of it. Just to get, sorry. <clears throat> Just to get here. Top of his game. Easy best best performance of his career. It's and absolutely the I, it, no one else should even be thought of to win best actor because <laughs> it's Killian Murphy. It was such a beautiful performance. It's incredible. It's one of those things that you wish for for as an actor for for life. Is oh yeah something this this mountain to climb, yeah. And he's had great roles, like like I haven't seen all of Peaky Blinders, but like his performance as Tommy Shelby is fantastic. Yeah, but like Twenty Eight Days Later, the other Christopher Nolan later. movies, uh, the Batman like, and Dunkirk and Inception. Yeah, he's always been incredible. And. He pops up in movies all the time. Uh, yeah. And he's always been good. It, Absolutely. Even he's in A Quiet Place Part 2, and he's good in that. But then, out of nowhere, <laughs> he's always been a good performer. But out of no, just given this heavy, heavy, hard performance, mm-hmm. it plays that stupidness well. That stupidness. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more to it's, that, but oh, it's so good. And he's in every he's frame. Just so good. He's not in every frame. He's in every scene. 
He's in every scene. It's not in every frame. Um, but like, goddamn, dude. Goddamn, dude. I just I don't even know what to say. It's touching. It's moving. It's personal. It's it's you know what's going on the whole time. He he does. He has such a commanding like. Like Oppenheimer is a soft spoken kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he's not one to yell and shout and stuff like based on based on interviews and and this story and and this and this, you know, all this sort of stuff. He'll get upset, but it's like Killian Murphy, does he yell in this movie? Like is he ever screaming at somebody? He said one of his inspirations for for the role was uh Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Which is amazing. He has this soft voice about him. He talks like this and everything. Ah, dude! Dude! It's so good. It's so good. Um, Potentially three. They might do it everything, everywhere, all at once. All three. Best actor, best actress, best supporting actor. They might do it. You think think Emily Blunt would go for a leading and not supporting? If I was the studio, that's why I'd push for. Really? I feel like that. I feel like... She could do it. Okay. Okay. I'm not against it. I'm just. I was just. I would have. I would have guessed that supporting because I think she's. A, I think she's a shoe in for supporting. I don't know if she is. Remember that year that Judas and the Black Messiah was were in supporting actor. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> that was the most insane choice that they've ever made, ever. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, both of them. Supporting the two Jesse leads Clement. of their movie. Insane. <laughs> insane choice. Yeah, I think she could do best actress. <laughs> yes. Okay, 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 okay. I'm not I'm not against it. I don't I think she could. I think it will be a harder sell for her if she's in if she's in leading. Because if it's supporting, it's like, yeah, of course. I like there's nobody there's nobody else. But if she goes for leading, I think I think it's a tougher race. I hear you. That does make sense. Yeah. But anyway, still all three. (laughs) All three three are incredible. Yeah, they all could. They all could and they all should, honestly. He really Um, didn't. They fu- and he fucking did it. And, I mean, the man, the myth, the legend. The real star, truly. I say this sometimes. The, <laughs> you say it sometimes and you don't mean it. But <laughs> but this. The real star, Christopher Nolan. Started yeah. from the bottom, now we, yeah! <laughs> I don't know if we started from the bottom. He had to start from somewhere. And it's usually the bottom. From somebody. <laughs> Somewhere, but like, it's not like he's ever been. It's not like a night Shyamalan made Oppenheimer. Yeah, right. It's not like oh, he did a bunch of bad stuff forever and then made a good movie. It's like he's. I think he has like two misses since Memento. See, you I'm only good. think he has one miss since Memento or zero. I, I don't think, know your. I think he has Dark no Knight rises. Dark Knight Rises is his worst. I don't know. It is. With recent events, I've been thinking about Dark Knight Rises a lot. Why? Just I've just been thinking about it. 
Okay, it's not a good film. <laughs> but there is something so... You can tell he's tired of the... We're not talking about Batman, but we are talking about Batman. But Remember we are talking Oppen about Batman. suits up like Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember the, the superhero suit-up scene for Oppenheimer putting on a suit. Take off that. hat. <laughs> Take off that uniform. Fight. Express yourself. Ba-ba. <laughs> Gonna put on a little fucking m'lady. Like. <laughs> m'lady. Like. And like. How do you have the hubris to say, yeah, I'm like the guy who, who invented the atom bomb? That's I don't He said same, bro. He really said same, bro. I don't think he's like the interesting thing in this one of the many interesting things in this movie is like the movie and like history calls Oppenheimer one of the most important men to ever live. I don't think Chris Nolan is saying that he is Oppenheimer. I think he's just going like, I understand that feeling that he had. In a very weird and very different way, you know, our, uh, nuclear bombs are not Marvel movies, but like, you get it. Like, you know, like... It's not that uh, uh, nuclear bombs aren't Marvel movies. It's that Marvel movies are dropping it on Hiroshima and uh, what's what's the other Nagasaki? Nagasaki. It's not destruction. It's not. Yeah. It's just a destruction of pop culture. Yeah, and I and I think that like relationship that Chris Nolan is exploring in this movie between like how he feels as the filmmaker who like made superhero movies be taken seriously, and how Oppenheimer feels about creating the most horrible weapon ever known um, is such an interesting like relationship that he's like, no, no, no. Oppenheimer is important. He like changed how the world works and I made a shitty fucking mistake. You know, it feels if to me, it feels like Chris Nolan is, is almost saying like, I, I understand the regret that, Oppenheimer feels. Yeah. While also telling a beautiful, like a stunning story about quite possibly the most important man to ever live. <laughs> um, and it's just that relationship is so fascinating. Like, as we've said before, I've said this a lot off podcast to other people when I'm talking about this movie. I, I have always said like, it's not a mistake that Robert Downey Jr. is the bad guy of this movie. Uh, what I say is just, they cast Iron Man! <laughs> they cast Iron Man! What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> uh, but, like, this is... And I think I've said... I think I might have said this on the podcast when we did Barbie. But I'll say it now for just to make sure it's in the record. Um... This movie is so good, and Chris Nolan is so good at this at doing this movie that it made me upset because it proves all the film bros right. <laughs> all the film bros who've been saying for years, oh, Chris Nolan, 
the one of the one of the goats, one of the best of the generation. Like no, he can do no wrong. All this shit. He's he's one of the best. You know, he should be in the conversation with Scorsese and Spielberg and Coppola and all these people. And and I was just like, okay, he's good. He's good, but like, he's not that good. He's not Scorsese, bro. He's How do you like not. them apples? And then how, how do I like them apples? And he releases Oppenheimer and I go, actually, yeah, you're right. Maybe Fuck, he God is. Damn it. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he is, and he's always known it, and I'm sorry. It is crazy, because it's very much a, to me, I do think... Like, yeah, I don't think he actually genuinely thinks, yeah, I'm one of the most important people to yeah. live. I don't think that, but I do think he's like, if we want to change this to, instead of global politics, to America filmmaking, American filmmaking, or Western filmmaking, Yeah, I am, I am the direct person, I am the Oppenheimer of this conversation, of the yeah, Chris, Nol- Chris Nolan is the Oppenheimer of Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, right? I'm glad I had this podcast. I've said those those Marvel movies are bad for, for years. I love them. But I said they weren't films for years. <laughs> I was saying that way before Scorsese. <laughs> I saw them seven times in theaters. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I also like just before I forget, this please. is also something that I, I mentioned um, before the podcast, but I think it is also the stunt casting of this movie is also re- like tied to Marvel movies. Like, Marvel movies can get anybody, like, everybody's in a fucking yeah. Marvel movie, you know? Everybody's in, like, they can get, especially like, nowadays. Especially nowadays, they get fucking everybody in these fucking movies, and so Chris Nolan went, "Oh, okay, I'll get everybody in my movie then." Right? Yes, because everyone's like, gonna I'll say show, yes to me. Like everyone's gonna say yes. That day, like even have you seen that? Yeah, that you're that about to Matt say. Damon. Please, you say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got Matt Damon. I guess was him and his wife were having some like relationship troubles because Matt Damon was working so much, and you know, blah blah blah, causes problems. And they're being vocal. Like, That's the important part. They're being they're vocal and they're like communicating yeah. and they're talking about it and they want to work through it because they love each other. Um, and I guess his wife was like, I need you to like take time off of doing movies. I need you to stop doing work for a while. And Matt Damon said, yes, except for Chris Nolan. <laughs> I bet he if said If Chris that. Nolan calls, I'll be, I'll do his movie. But that's the only one. Nobody else. Only if Chris Nolan asks. And what Only are the odds Chris that Chris Nolan Nolan's going to bring, bring, take, give me one second. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hello? Blah, 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 blah. Wow, is there someone recording me? Huh? <laughs> Chris Nolan's trying to ruin my life. <laughs> what I love is ruin that. ruin my marriage. What I love is that he says that, but he was also an heir this year. So he was like, that's bad. Yeah. That's my boy. I just imagine that's him, my boy. That's him saying to his wife, "That's my boy." I can't say no to Ben. It's my boy. To be fair, I I'm betting that that air was shot after Oppenheimer. Yeah, like probably a good year after Oppenheimer, but I, at least a at least a year. But after I don't want to take away. It's my it's Ben. It's it's our buddy boy Ben. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
I We've can't. been doing movies for years. I can't say no to we bands. Did Hudson. We won an Oscar. It's his. I can't say no. It's going to get the tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is, that is a really good point. That's like, yeah, Marvel movie, every, anyone can get that call from a Marvel movie and their plans change immediately. And Christopher Nolan yeah. has the same effect. And he this has the movie same effect. is just one big, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, I could have. We were we were joking at the beginning of the podcast. I was like, they have Oscar winning actors, and they are in one scene, and we were talking about two different people, <laughs> two different guys. And there's actually another one that neither of us mentioned because Gary Oldman is also in one scene of Three. this movie. <laughs> like what? Like eh. Gary Oldman, Rami Malek, Casey Affleck. Just in one scene. All just one scene. Just here you just go. for fun. Here you go. Like, uh, it's crazy. It's so crazy. It, uh, um, yeah, it's interesting. And anything like with the Marvel, because it is about Marvel, not just Marvel, just franchise filmmaking. I heard someone yes. say, talk about why is there logos? Why is there a Star Wars logo? Like it's like it's universal. Why is there a Star Trek logo? Why is there like, why do you need those logos in front of the things? We shouldn't market the thing like Star Wars. Star Wars is a movie. Does that make any sense? I, the way they explained no. it was better. What do, you, what do you mean? Like it is just properties that sell things. It's not. Here's a superhero movie. It's here's a Marvel movie. Just a brand. These these things have now just become brands. They explain. Well, it that's just that's how franchises work. Like just in general. Like why is it called a Nike shoe? Like it should just be called a shoe. Like what are you talking about? It's good. They explained it better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it is franchise filmmaking. It is the mummy saying, but here's also 17 other movies. Here's a cast photo. Yeah. yeah. This one, we got Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, it is. Do you think it really, do you think he's had sleepless nights over this? That's my question. I mean, probably, I mean, probably not. What he's was a billionaire? What was you know? the like, worst one? A bajillion dollars. What was the worst moment for him? When Avengers made a billion dollars? When Avengers Endgame made a billion, two billion dollars? Probably that. Was probably Endgame, right? Right, yeah. Because that was kind of the, like, the, what should have, and and by cultural standards and, and quality standards, is the end of the Marvel Universe. Um... Because those movies are are going downhill, people don't care about them as much anymore. Are you gonna watch? Like, people the care Marvels? about them. People care about them. Uh, well, no, Disney I'm Plus not. for free. No. I haven't watched Loki season two. I haven't watched the Marvels. I didn't watch Secret Wars or whatever the fuck. I tried it, stopped. I haven't watched any of it. Did you hear what happened to Loki? <laughs> well, uh, he's in. I guess spoilers for Loki season two. Isn't he the time stone now? He's yeah. He's like the ti- he's the guard of the timelines. Sure. 
<laughs> while while Christopher Nolan's I'm... out there making his masterpiece, Loki's holding together time and space. Sure. Why not? Whatever. So like wires. Do you hear the do you hear their do you hear they're they're trying to move away from Jonathan Majors? Yeah, that's funny. It was funny. Yeah. They the way that Loki season two ended, from what I hear, is that his storyline kind of gets wrapped up in that. Really? Yeah. They're just like, ah, we're just gonna hoop the doo yeah. there you go. See you later. Yeah. Like the TV. Now that Loki holds the timelines, the TVA is sole purpose is to hunt kings. That's it. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, well, that's it. That's it. All right. See you later. He's not that big of a threat. Ant-Man beat him up. So you're good. (laughs) (laughs) You got him, bro. Like, you're good. If Ant-Man can take him, we're fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Paul Rudd can do it. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm so funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you now? Why are geniuses so stupid? Like, it is, this has been my, I didn't finish the book, but I got, I listened to like half. I spent like 20 hours into American Prometheus. Um, Yeah. Like, a lot of people were like, yeah, once we make this, the world will have, we'll have world peace. Once people know this weapon exists, it will stop. Like, like, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> so, okay. Not to <laughs> be this be this person. Uh, but I'm sure a lot of the, these scientists, Oppenheimer very much included, are probably neurodivergent probably have some kind of autistic traits it's it's like a logic it's like the social contracts and the logic of like thinking through this sort of stuff when i'm burning in, be a, in a billion suns i'll be thinking about that i'll go wow well, yeah but no i'm just i'm not i'm not saying that they're right i'm just i'm not saying this is excusing anything i'm just saying like like yeah i think that's where that kind of like blindness comes from of of like you cut you think through the the logical thing and then you're just like well that's what it is you know that's just how that's how it'll be i don't see how anybody could see it a different way that's a very like neurodivergent sort of and i understand that like i think the movie process is purposefully saying look how naive oppenheimer is look oh absolutely i think the movie it's explicitly saying that absolutely it is absolutely it's saying that these that oppenheimer and by extension christopher nolan were naive in their thinking Mm -hmm. you know chris nolan being like oh i'll just make this movie that will be great and people will love it and we're good it's the superhero thing's not gonna be anything you know sam raimi did it (laughs) yeah sam raimi can do it i can fucking do it you know like whatever I'll make, we got like these little trilogies, you know, we got the X, we got the Spider-Man, we got the X-Men trilogy. I'll do my little trilogy. We'll kind of move on, whatever. They'll get an Iron Man trilogy, I guess, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Nothing really will come of it. That trash. It's annoyed me. Nothing will come of it, though. <laughs> and here we are in the chaos of, of the MCU and K- Kevin Feige's reign of terror. Ugh. Uh, 
But yeah, they are fucking stupid. <laughs> like, you're right. Like, they're stupid. Like, <laughs> it is. Because that what's so beautiful about the movie is, is that Straw's argument at the end, when he's ranting and raving about uh, Oppenheimer, is he's like, what did, what did he think was going to happen? He, the yeah. world remembers him because of the tests. <laughs> That's because of me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, he's right. He's like, he is right. Oppenheimer, it, one could say that Oppenheimer is doing this to be the martyr. And there's something sexy about that. <laughs> it's so... And I... Uh, yeah, and I love the the scene with Einstein at the end. Yeah. Where Einstein says, like, oh, one day they'll give you an award and, and act as if all is forgiven. Uh, but just know it'll be for them. Like, it, they'll they'll spend the next, you know, however long torturing you and, and treating you like garbage. And then they'll say, oh, it's okay. We'll give you this award and the world will move on. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, and Emily Blunt just looking there like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna shake your hand, Benny Safdie. <laughs> Fuck you. Go make your go make your Adam Sandler movie. Go work with Nathan Fielder. <laughs> uh, what did I want to say? Yeah. It is... You shook his hand. <laughs> I love you. Oh, you shook his hand. I was spat in his face. <laughs> What's the matter with you? <laughs> you can literally dissect an atom, but you couldn't not shake his hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People call me. Uh... People call me an alcoholic because I have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you must know. Oh, oh. I, I also want to say, uh, just like, this is a criticism I've heard of this movie a couple times, and I'm just like, I get it, but I think, I just want to talk about it a little bit and see if you have thoughts. I've heard a lot of criticism about this movie, about how the movie, like, doesn't, like, the women are not really, like, characters fully all the time. That's a... Especially, like... Florence Pugh mm-hmm. uh, is just kind of like there um, and it's just like weird object uh, for Oppenheimer. And I understand that criticism, but I also think like this movie is very much about like men specifically being petty and shitty. And it's being like, no, 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 this was dudes being shitty. Like, like Robert, Dern, like Strauss thought that Oppenheimer and Einstein talked about him instead of anything else in the world. <laughs> and that's why Robert and that's why Louis Strauss was so angry with Oppenheimer for the rest of his life. Because of a, an imagined petty conversation that they had after Oppenheimer and Strauss met for like 10 minutes. Now I'm like, the villain in your history. It's it's so about that that specific pettiness that Oppenheimer also has. Oppenheimer also shares that like yes pettiness yes. of like no, I can do it. Like that everything is about me, and it's all this like very specific masculine 
like insecurity. I think it's, I think it's, I think that's why the women are the way they are in this movie. <laughs> and that's just uh, Christopher Nolan, though. That's in all of it. It's also, and that also writes, is just. So it's his story. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is also just a Nolan thing. Nolan's not great with women <laughs> writ large. Um, but I think this movie is, is so about that. That little, that little, that little, uh, shimmying of the of the of the knife in the wound you know yeah yeah i hear you because again explicitly (laughs) he said something einstein i know it i just know it (laughs) yeah like he's like that's that's like schoolyard shit like that's like (laughs) that's so that's such small potatoes like <laughs> compared to anything else that could have possibly been happening but Oppenheimer pushing and pushing the war's over Hitler's dead we don't have to do it we don't have what do you think they're going to use it for Oppie what do you think so we don't have to finish it <laughs> yeah no we have to finish it we have to keep pushing forward we have to keep no, sometimes you do need to... It is... I mean, we've talked about it before, but it's it's this idea of, like, yeah, what what did you think was going to happen? Uh, uh, you leave people, you push people aside, and you build a wall, and you basically have an open-air prison. What do you think is going to happen? One day. If not now, if not in 50 years, and not in 80 years, what do you think is going to happen? What, what, of course, yeah. like what? What? What else was gonna happen? <laughs> it it is yeah. something so innate to humans, and with him cheating, he's a serial cheater. Him, yeah. What do you think? Uh, her husband died of a broken heart. It's not. He never knew. No, he probably did know. He probably in his, in his he own probably did, and he probably did die of a broken. No, it. <laughs> what else was gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah, and it doesn't have an answer. It's not looking for an answer. That's the beautiful thing, is that it does bring up so many ideas, this movie, but it is not yeah. looking for an answer. It is, nothing has an answer no. to it. There's, it's just letting it exist for a bit. Ugh. Examining these, movie. these, ha, ha, ha. I'm so glad we did this as our first one back. Like, I know it was like the bit of like, oh, we did Barbie. We got to do Oppenheimer when we're back. And blah, blah. I totally, I, I get the bit. But it's also like, this is a good movie to talk about. Because <laughs> it's a gorgeous film. I wonder gorgeous what's film. next. I hope he doesn't do Bond. That's my big thing. I really hope. He that would do be Bond. so sad. <laughs> that would be so sad. Because he also just made Tenet. He just made a Bond he movie. Just, he doesn't need to do... Exactly. Like, we don't need Chris Nolan to do actual Bond. He can do his own Bond. He can do time Bond of these two bros falling in love through time. <laughs> Tenet. <laughs> it's a movie about bros being bros. Uh, really is. <clears throat> yeah. 
he can do whatever he wants. That's the thing. He can do whatever he wants now. Yeah. He can make Memento too if he really wanted to. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, Chris Nolan has been doing whatever he wanted for years since Inception. Now. Like, You're right. Since Inception. Since, yeah. since the like, Batman <laughs> Begins. Since Batman Begins, the, every, Hollywood's just kind of been like, yeah, all right, you can go do whatever you want. <laughs> you can have fun. And then Warner Bros. was like, ah, we're going to release your movie. And then Chris Nolan was like, I'm going to go to Universal and they're going to they're gonna let me do whatever I want for the next 20 years. So see you later. They like they said $100 million budget guaranteed. Here you go. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> we'll take you. Go have fun. And it paid off. That's the thing. A part it of me off. thought Universal, it wasn't going to pay off. And I was like, well, I'm going to laugh at Universal for doing that. But it paid off. They got a billion dollars just from this. Uh-huh. And, and, so, and so they're gonna keep and they're gonna keep doing it. They're gonna keep giving Nolan as much money as he wants. Like they're just gonna be like, here you go, have fun. See you later. And Barbenheimer, like, we can't we can't escape that. Yeah. It was such a phenomenon. And it was such right, it it is it was just the serendipity of it all, the movie serendipity of it all, of it was two filmmakers, one who was established and yet had so much to prove, and then a director mm-hmm. who's made two critically acclaimed, beloved films really mm-hmm. kicking, also having something to prove. It was yeah. weird that they both came out the same week, and I hope something like Barbenheimer happens again, but like... That was just... I mean, they'll try... I mean, capitalism will capitalism, and people will try to, like, make make it happen. Like, studios will try to make it happen. But the but the beauty of Barbenheimer was that it was Warner Brothers being petty, and then, and then the world being like, oh, this is hilarious. Let's just... Let's just be funny about yeah. it. It was a natural... Like, it wasn't the companies pushing this. It was just like, oh, Warner Brothers is releasing their movie, and Universal Universal's releasing their movie. Warner Brothers is going to release their big summer movie at the same time to try and undercut the other one. And then it accidentally turning into like the biggest movie going event of the of the of like the past five years. <clears throat> Crazy. Crazy, just like this movie. <laughs> just yeah. almost like, exactly I, like, like this movie. A, be- a beautiful thing that I really appreciate. And I know Barbie is obviously like it's a it's a uh, Mattel and blah, blah, blah. It's like it's a technically, quote unquote, a franchise film. The beauty of one of the things that I loved about that weekend back in July was I saw more people talking about going to see these movies that weekend than I had seen people talk about movies in years. Yes. Like, no Way Home didn't do it. Endgame didn't do it. Like this was this was like, oh, everybody's going to see the movies. Your grandparents and they were are like, go. yeah, and it was like it wasn't. Other than Barbie, kind of being a franchise thing, it's two kind of like weird movies. They aren't sequels. They aren't real. Like Barbie, even is like the first of of the live action <coughs> Barbie movies. Oppenheimer is an adaptation of a book of a biography about <laughs> the dude who created the atomic bomb. Like can I, these movies can should, I interrupt you should not. Yes. Uh, when I took my sister to see it, uh, we saw it at like eight or nine. 
so the movie was going to end late. She was like, do you think I'm going to yeah. fall asleep? And I said, no. Believe me when I say, yes, it's a bunch of people in rooms talking, but you're not going to fall asleep. It, it's impo- no. It'll be like trying to fall asleep at the end of Tenet. It's impossible. It's, I can't. It's impossible. <laughs> It, it moves so fast. Like I watched it yesterday on my couch and I, and I knew, I know it's three hours long, but it was, it felt like an hour. Like it just flies by. Um, It's crazy. Barbie uh, is, uh, I think the big problem with these franchise movies is that they don't leave you with something. And Barbie did. Barbie's about how hard yes. it is to be a person. Like it is. Yeah. The whole. Absolutely. S- brand of it how hard it is to be you know a man a woman and everything in between yeah and a ceo (laughs) like yeah it leaves you with something and it's not just like you know you can do anything (laughs) it's not something so trivial and 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 uh i don't know obvious it is no it feels personal yes there's something so weird how something can something so specific in both both of these movies something can be so specific and yet it's so broad. Yeah, I mean that's I'm that's like what I think. I think the the folly of like popular quote unquote popular art like the Marvel movies like a lot of pop music too like I think a lot of. Um, that sort of stuff that has such a wide reach. I think it's, I think the issue with it is that it is so broad is that this movie's like Marvel movies are kind of about anything that you want. It's rare that they feel specifically about something or someone or a specific feeling because like you can watch, like, have you seen Pat? You saw past lives. Yes. That is a specific fucking movie. But everyone knows what that feels like. Yeah. Right? Everyone knows what it feels like to wonder what would ha- would have happened if one thing in your lives had been different. Right? That is a specific feeling and a specific moment and a specific story. Much like Oppenheimer and much like Barbie. These are specific things. And that is what I think makes really great art. And that's what I think makes more like if we want to, you know use the use the internet terms the like fucking relatable like that's that's what's relatable and i think because i don't know a single i don't know a single person who goes to see like i don't fucking know uh, any marvel movie pretty much (laughs) and feels like oh that movie was about my experience yeah i've never had that (laughs) (laughs) Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> Spider-Man, No Way Home. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> you felt that way with Spider-Man, I No did. Way Home? I did. I hate it. I hate it. Every time I hear people <laughs> talk poorly about the movie, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, but I did like it. That's the worst part. <laughs> I did like it. It's, but do you feel like that movie was about an experience a little bit like a specific experience a little bit but i'm not disagreeing with your point i'm just weird i'm i'm the weirdo (laughs) as long as you're aware i'm the weirdo that movies and i think like like con air uh independence day like these movies these mindless movies can't exist that 
Not every movie needs to be about the human experience. No, these movies can't no. exist. They're just not products. They're not. They're not it's TikToks. Not, it's not disposable. Yeah. They're not like the the way that Marvel movies have like infected culture, like just day to day culture, is so like horrifying to see. Because it's just like these aren't about anything. Like this isn't about anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's a couple there's a couple exceptions. I think you know Thor Ragnarok has some stuff. I think Black Panther has some stuff. I think like Black Guardians Panther. has some stuff. But that's like what three four movies right that we're gonna count as like oh this is about maybe the first Iron Man let's say five. Believe it or not, I forget that first Black Panther movie. This is a Marvel movie. Sometimes I'm like yeah, right, Coogler, right, right, Coogler really did it. Yeah. But like that's five out of like twenty some oh, odd movies. Thirty movies. Don't give them don't, thirty movies. Don't give them the benefit of the doubt. It's sorry, thirty. Sorry, sorry. Thirty fucking movies and however many TV shows are out at this point that are about nothing. That are about nothing. That people just can kind of be like, oh yeah, I guess I kind of I I get it. I feel that way. Oh man, I wish. I hope my I hope my favorite character gets to punch the bad guy. It's like they will. This isn't about anything. This isn't important. This isn't. Like you're not doing anything. I think they can have cultural impact. I think like the cultural impact of like Captain Marvel on like little girls who get to go see the movies. Mm-hmm. I think that is good and important and that's totally fine. But like we can. To use your example to perfectly, Captain Marvel. Culture. Yes. But now that she, her sequel's coming out and now you to see her sequel, you have to watch two TV shows, a movie. Yes. And you know it's not going to leave you with anything because it's just building up to Avengers Secret Wars. But yeah. go pay $20 to go see this movie. It's it, it's insane that that is how culture has developed. I fucking hate it. Like, I just hate it. And I just A YouTuber I that I watch, uh, they were talking about uh, just the state of cinema. And they were like, I used to make, like, explain videos of like movies and explain them. Then I stopped because that's not what this should be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. You sh- movies should leave you with something. Movies should just move you in your own way. You can't explain how a movie can make you feel. Yeah. We live in a world now people want to know every beat of the movie. They need to know what happens to see the movie. They yeah. need to, to. My sister used to do this. She used to Wikipedia plots when it got too stressful in the movie. <laughs> she was like, ah, what happens? It's like, no, but I feel like so many people do that now. And, and yeah, those Marvel movies. And again, big movies can be fine. Top Gun Maverick, right? That's just a big movie. Yes. There is deeper stuff. But it's also, but it's about something, but, but it's also just big plane, big go fast, plane, go fast. Like, that's all that movie is also. <laughs> it is, but, and even, I know you don't like Avatar, but just with the movies, even Mario, I know we both don't like Mario, but yeah. with the movies that have been extremely successful since the pandemic, uh, Avatar, Mario, Barbie Oppenheimer, and Spider-Man. S- Spider-Man and Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Spider-Man and Jurassic World are the problems. We're trying to get those out, but... The majority of them, I would say, they are saying something. It's unique. It is. I don't. 
pull back a little bit. I don't think Mario is saying anything <laughs> unique. I think that is bright colors for 90 minutes. I'm not a kid. <laughs> in, in 15 years, if the Star Wars prequels have shown us anything, in 15 years, they're going to be oh no, this taught me how to be a better person. Because <laughs> of this, 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 this. Okay. It was successful for a reason. It was successful because because Mar- you you don't understand the culture. That's the thing, Mario. That's the- yeah, Mario as like a character in like video game culture is like the guy. Like that's the motherfucker. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> he's the guy. We can talk he's- about. <laughs> You're talking about him like I'm he's- about to meet like a drug lord. Like he's if you mess up something, <laughs> he's the guy. Everyone he's the guy. To him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, basically, that's the best way I can describe Mario. He's the motherfucker. Like, if if somebody's like, like, I don't know how many. Like, there's this is not a bit, but like, there's a lot of older people like Gen X Gen, and Boomers who like uh, that I have met and talked to who don't call them video games. They say like, oh, the new Nintendos or the new Mario's. They're all Mario's. All video games are just Mario. Oh, you really... I'm not joking. You really, like, broke a glass for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. TikToks uh-huh. are just vines. They're just vines. Instagram has a vine. YouTube has vines. They're all vines. I yeah. hear what you're saying. <laughs> all video games are Mario. Okay. Like, that is that is the motherfucker. Like, that's why that movie did so good. That movie is not about anything. That movie is Mario, and Mario is the motherfucker. Like, that's, that's <laughs> Can that be the title of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> that Mario is the motherfucker. No, no, no. The full, the full. <laughs> what, you, what you just said it was the full thing. Okay. That movie was we'll Mario. It, it was that. It was this movie is Mario <laughs> and Mario. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was Mario. Mario is the motherfucker. <laughs> we can keep going on and on, and we again, like all the good movies, we will throughout our lives. But we will, yeah, we will talk about this movie forever. This will come up in tips and tops. It will. <laughs> it's incredible. It's one of the great films to be. It's like thank God we were alive to see it. People are going to talk yeah. about this movie. This movie is like significant to our culture. Yeah. I can't wait for, like, your movie-loving kids to be like, you got to see Oppenheimer in IMAX? 70 millimeter, three times. <laughs> like, that's gonna be great. Yeah. Why are you blushing about it? Huh? You got, like, this, you got a little... No, you, no. Like, started blush, you, like, got a good, a good little smirk on your face. I was like gonna say, I saw, I saw Cillian Murphy's nipples on 70mm IMAX. It's three <laughs> times, did it. That's all I needed. Hi, name is Andrew Thomas. <laughs> My name is Sam Vanigan. Thank you so much for coming back to our weird little podcast. This is, uh... We've. I know. I've missed. This Can I say the past something? Over oh, it is. Yeah. It is like it is such. It is a fun little quirky podcast. I think. I, I'm happy doing it. It's great. I'd listen to us. <laughs> I think I we're would amazing. listen to us too. I think. I think. Like. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a big audience. Sometimes we don't have any audience. But you know, I just. We love doing this. I love doing it. I just love hanging with Andrew and talking about movies. It's a fun thing. It's what podcasts should be. It's great. It is. I think this is what podcasts should be. I think this is the type of movie podcast I want to listen to. Yeah. And so I make it, you know? 
Um, so yeah, if if you're listening, thanks so much. We're happy to be back. We'll be we'll be doing some new movies. We'll be catching up on the movies that came out over the past couple couple months. This Oscar season's um, gonna be hectic. You're gonna really see our biases. It's gonna be. You're really gonna see our biases. It's gonna get crazy. I I'm gonna guess that we won't get to see a whole lot of new stuff in the new year, right? Because some things are like just right like, away. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know we're not going to see Walker, but let's say we were. I know Walker's coming out, but three movies are on streaming, and we could just do those, and it would just be easier. And we could just do those. It just and those easier. are the Oscar movies, and it's just easier, and it's just like we know we need to talk about them. We still we got to do Killers of the Flower we got to do Priscilla. Uh, we got to do The Killer. Is that on we Apple yet? Do... Killers of the Flower Moon? The Killer's Netflix. No way. It's definitely Apple. Killers of the Flower Moon or The Killers? Oh, The Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I don't know if it's on Apple yet. I'm sure it is. Uh, but yeah, we still got to do Killers of the Flower Moon. We got to do The Killer. We got to do Priscilla. We, Poor Things is still coming out. Um, uh, what else is coming out? Uh, holdovers. Napoleon. Napoleon. Uh, right this week was Napoleon. I was thinking about this no, all week. This week is Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing Napoleon tomorrow. I'm stoked. Like... Yeah, it's there's a lot, so we we'll figure it out, and we'll and we'll get these episodes out as they come. Um, but yeah, I've missed this. I'm glad we're back. Ugh. And you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod. Uh, our link <laughs> our link tree is still link tree slash welcome back pod you can find the links to all the different social medias podcatchers all that different stuff like the track view the track like the podcast review the podcast all the different stuff and all the different podcatchers of your choice really helps out the show following us on social media helps out the show a whole lot uh but as always andrew will tell you the most important way to support our silly little show uh just tell your friends man we're all here we're all there. We're all making the atomic bomb together and then regretting it. Isn't that just life? Isn't that what Mr. Nolan's saying? Just... We're all creating <laughs> the bomb. Life. It's going to explode and then we're going to feel bad about it forever. <laughs> forever, yeah. And that's, do that's it with a homie. And when you're with the homie, listen to Welcome Back Pod. Tell your friends. Hey. <laughs> I j- There's so many movies we have to talk about. There is a lot. There's so many. I don't even know. Oh, God. <laughs>